Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm so excited to share this week's episode all about finding grace, surrendering, and also working with the dark goddess with Hannah Wallace. Hannah has been such a beautiful guest to talk to, and I've been on her podcast as well. And um, in this episode, she shares about her own path, her healing, about surrendering to life and what that means. She's a speaker, model, podcaster, and her podcast is called Finding Grace. She's a mentor, healer, priestess, and writer. And she helps guide people to find grace in their lives, whatever space they are in, to help empower and shift them to make positive, sustainable changes in their lives and have them integrate their darkness and light. We get into some beautiful topics. We speak about what daily rituals are and how to practice some daily rituals. We get into the power of mantras and chanting. We also talk about how to work with the dark goddess in our lives. And we speak a lot about what it means to surrender to life and how to find this grace and let it come into our lives. I really enjoyed speaking with Hannah. And if you want to check her out, all of her links is in the show notes. I'm so grateful that you're here. And if you do want to check out this talk on video, it's also on my YouTube channel at Law of Positivism. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram, Love Positivism, and Facebook. And if you do have time, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. It really helps me to share this podcast with even more people. And I get so much love from reading your reviews. I'm so grateful for that. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, Hannah. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me on today, Shireen. As we discussed on the first day of Mercury retrograde in Libra. So for anyone listening, (laughs) wish us luck. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it's really beautiful, I think, because I said so before, too, that we have we have the opportunity now to communicate more like in a Venusian way and in in a harmonious and balanced way so I think this is going to be 
great. And I'm so excited to talk to you again. I've been on your podcast and we ended up talking so much uh, afterwards as well. And we connected. So I'm really happy that you can join today. Oh, it's so good to be here. And I think it will be, we'll be expanding on some of the, it'll be nice to hear. I like, I rarely get the opportunity to, to get the opposite where I'm interviewed. So actually it's really good today for me to be stretched in that way where someone's questioning me and opening me up in that way. So yes, exciting. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. And I would love for you to share any, if you have any daily mindfulness practice or ritual or anything that you do on a daily basis that is like serving your path and that you feel connected to right now oh I do and I am a very I feel that actually I've led my life by rituals and it's actually really helped me um on my journey um even with my health to have those rituals not just for those purposes but as something that leads and something that is beyond what's been happening in my life I think it's reconnected me back to magic and reconnected me back to myself on a deeper level. So I do have a daily meditation practice, which I've been really committed to for maybe I say about 15 years now, morning and evening, occasional in the afternoon if I need a top up. And that morning meditation is to ground me, to protect me, to clear anything that I need to just enter into the day and to set that intention and then at night time to just reground myself and clear anything and just reconnect back so that I can sleep that is for me non-negotiable also to every day I would say that that my day is probably never without any form of music whether it's um sacred chant definitely there is some of that daily but also should we say some pop tunes anything to just get me to feel that in my body because the biggest thing I think that I've learned on my journey through that I've been through so much with my body it disconnects you from your body a lot of the time and for a long time I was looking for like this missing piece of how I could connect deeper really like we talk about sacral chakra deeper back to my body deeper back to my heart and womb I felt like there was this little missing piece despite meditation and it was really getting back to how in a really positive way I could just move my body and actually reconnect so I try and just do five ten minutes of that a day and I also I think in the space wherever even if I'm in someone else's house I always try and do something that ritualizes and to honor the space that I'm in and so recently for instance I went to live with my friend she was getting married so I spent the week with her and it was almost like the preparation for her getting married and um, her husband is uh, very different to us shall we say and we were laughing because he was very tolerant of me placing on some chant and just clearing the space and opening it up so for me my life is very ritual led and I'll, I'll even do this if I go on holiday, but I will tailor it. Let's say, cause there might be people listening that are thinking I have a very busy life. You know, I'm a mum, or, you know, I've got a lot going on. I think, and I'm sure you would agree that we can fit those small rituals and honor the things that we want to do. We can tailor it to ourselves. And I think the empowering thing here is when we hear somebody else's idea even if that doesn't feel that it's quite going to fit with us, how can I look at this and tailor this to work for my life or take an essence from this 
to, to make it work for me? And then how can I make that commitment to myself? Because I think when we commit to ourselves with a ritual, it's a deeper version of the worth and how much we care for ourselves because we're giving ourselves, even if it's literally five minutes that somebody's got per day, it's a commitment we're making to ourselves. And that moves out into the rest of our lives. And I think that's a really powerful way to look at rituals and understand that it's not just somebody just doing a ritual as such. There is a deeper kind of mind, body, heart, body um, experience with it. Yes, I totally agree. And I love uh, rituals. And it's sometimes we can think that it's a big thing that we need to do in a specific order and of course there are a lot of like ancient yeah. rituals but we can also find what is like a ritual instead of thinking of it as a routine it's more like a ritual we do very conscious and aware every day and also rituals can be like uh, in a dedication as well and that feels really good to release what we're doing to something higher than than like our daily lives and feel like we're connecting with something a higher aspect of ourselves so I really love that thank you for sharing that and I'm also all about mantras and and uh, chants to listen to that I've had beautiful like mantra artists on the podcast that I've shared and I really really love that so thank you so much I for sharing um, I think for me, actually, I, I was so excited a couple of years ago. I got to see, I, I'm going to, I want to get her name right. I saw Jay Jadish and, mm -hmm. and is it Satanam Kaur? Kaur, yes. When I saw her, mm -hmm. I, I'd listened to her music for 14 years and I, I felt like my throat chakra cracked open at that concert because I think I just, I was in a space, usually I'm chanting normally by myself or with my mum in the car. Like mm. we, we have, we sometimes used to put it, we'd go on a trip to about an hour away and we'd put them on in the car. And it was so amazing to be in a room. But I, what I will say, um, you know, you and I like vocalizing them, but I think people don't realize even the power that even if you don't necessarily want to sing it, just putting the mantras on in a space can actually really um, open up the space, protect the space and actually like bring some really good energy to the space. And actually, if you do that on a regular basis, I think that it does open you up in it in a really powerful way. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. Mm, yes, just hearing it, it's uh, really beautiful. And just sometimes thinking about the mantra as well is it creates a vibration. I'm so happy for you that or I'm happy that you're here and for you to also share who you are to the listeners who maybe haven't heard our podcast together that I was on uh, and just share yeah what you do and also your journey here to what where you are today oh thank you well, I'll try and keep it short <laughs> I also want to say to your listeners, if you haven't listened to me and Shireen, Shireen's podcast was amazing. It was just, I think people should listen to, to you as well on that because you were just, it was so beautiful. And I remember when I, I finished, I, you know, when you finish something and you have a really like lovely feeling, like mm -hmm. when I got off, I didn't, it didn't feel like we'd spent like two, I think we were on there for like two hours by the time we'd started and exactly. finished. 
didn't even feel like that so it feels like a really so let have a listen to us too so mm. I for the last 21 years have been on a I, I would say a health journey but I guess it was intertwined with a, a spiritual journey as well so back to when I was around 13 even longer than 21 years ago I I have no idea because I don't particularly come from a family that's that's into this stuff. I got into yoga, meditation, tantra, aromatherapy, crystals, and I was just known amongst my friends as kind of the slightly strange. I mean, this was a long time ago, so I'm sure you can appreciate, Shireen, like people back then weren't doing this stuff. Um, drinking chamomile tea, people thought you were strange. Um so the interest was already there. Then when I was 17 overnight, I woke up one morning and I became really, really unwell. Like we're talking from living a very busy life to suddenly being flawed to the point where for three or four months, it was a very dark period of my life. I didn't actually get out of bed, really. I couldn't. It wasn't a case of it because I was a really driven person as well. So I felt like I felt like my identity had been shattered and I felt like my world had been shattered. Um, and I was diagnosed at the time with what we just thought was a very severe case of glandular fever with some complications. So during that first few months period, I, I almost lost the ability to connect my emotions even because I was so flawed by what had happened, even just to kind of cry to go, would have taken up energy. So eventually, when we realized that Western medicine wasn't going to offer me that much, and I realized I needed to build myself up, and I worked alongside my mum, who, you know, we were doing really silly things at the beginning, like just taking me in the car to the petrol station and taking me back home, you know, really building that back up, we decided to go down an alternative path. So we started with acupuncture and, you know, you start opening the Pandora's box. We went there, obviously nutrition and lymph massage. And it started to gently, my body started to, to kind of kick, kickstart things. But I think what I hadn't bargained for, that when you go through an experience like that, I suddenly started to get more physically better. And then I was hit with this mental cloud of, suddenly I guess the trauma from what I'd gone through that I guess as well that no one else around me even my mum no one could really relate to when you've been through something as extreme as that I felt like nobody really understood so I fell into quite a dark depression and I was just silently kind of living with it at the same time trying to push myself to go back to school try and get on with life but I was tired as well I was I was basically trying to live life I was still trying all these therapies, but there was this dark cloud over me. So eventually I landed up in a doctor's surgery and I was like, look, you've got to help me. As I said, I'm feeling really bad right now and it doesn't seem to matter what I'm trying. So we we got me kind of on some things to try and sort this out. And for, for the next few years, we were trying to figure out what was really wrong with me physically. And it was only when I hit a point a few years in where I woke up one day and I thought, okay, if I cannot quite get on top of my body, I need to get on top of my mind right now. I need to reclaim my power here because if I can deal with that and face that, I'm going to make myself strong enough to deal with whatever is going to come my way. 
So I thought, I've got these tools. I'm learning because at this point, I was literally swallowing any book. <laughs> if I look at those early Hay House books, I was reading any kind of book I could get my hands on. So I thought, I somehow need to break through this barrier and choose differently. And I think from making that intention and from that point onwards, it changed the trajectory for me because I started to really reclaim my power back mentally. And once I started to do that, it really, it started to actually open my heart back up, open my body back up. Because I think I was so focused on this physical healing that I wasn't giving myself any space. You know, what we talk about like when previous this, we were talking about our bodies purging. I think it was almost like I was, I was without, you know, without the deliberate intention, I was creating some resistance for myself because I wasn't giving any space because I was just, how much can I do? How much can I do to get myself better? Rather than thinking, how can I enhance my well-being? And so it was shifting these conversations that I was having with myself. And this led me to 10 years later, actually finding out that what I thought had been wrong with me when they'd said, you know, they'd given me like generic chronic fatigue. They said, actually, we've made a mistake. Um, what we missed all those years ago was that you've actually got this thing called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and it's genetic and we're really sorry. We just didn't understand it. And thankfully, because of by this point, all the work that I had done kind of with the mental aspect of things, I was able to be like, okay, this isn't ideal, this changes things, but actually it means actually I can just, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you feel about labels. I try not to live too fixed by labels, but I think it's finding, I think it was a really humbling experience for me because it, I had to find the space between the label and myself, which I did because I thought at the end of the day, I can't bypass this. I need to now recoup some of the damage that has been done because I was forcing my body sometimes to do things because I thought okay you know I can do this you know that mentality that we have and um, so I think it really moved me into my 30s to start looking at the feminine approach to things because I realized all along that I'd yes I've been on this healing journey but I'd had a very masculine approach to it. And so the my as I entered into my 30s, I started to reclaim my power through the feminine and realized that I could soften, that I didn't have to push, that I could find some radical acceptance and I could still be me. And this led me then to, sorry for this long-winded version, this led me to the work that I'm doing today, the podcast, the writing, helping people to realize that whatever space they're in, they can integrate their darkness and light, they can find grace, that it's not about this fixed, perfect, um, you know, experience, I think that we can get very lost in the outside. And I think my 20s, I, I'd held on to these outside views of what, what people, you know, suggested things should be, and how we think we should look and how we think our, our healing process should go, you know, that most humbling experience any of us can go through is, realizing that healing isn't linear and that when we let go of all of those stories around things and we have the you know the brave enough approach to to also acknowledge the grief that goes alongside this and not be afraid of those kind of shadowy more darker side of things 
we can really change our lives. And through my work and my blog, my website, my podcast, this is what I'm trying to help people to do. And I think as well to to really become inclusive um, with that as well, because I think sometimes when people see the the stuff that we're interested in or this this work it can feel that you know they see like a a picture of a priestess looking all beautiful when when we both know that that's as we say for those intentional ceremonies that priestessing and when we're on these paths it, it can be dark it can be messy but at the same time beautiful and I think that for me has been you know, the the greatest gift that I've learned on this journey to really surrender and humble myself to that and to meet meet that kind of the, the darker goddess side of myself as well. So yeah, that is my journey in a nutshell. Um, and thank you for letting me share that here. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's a powerful story of so much like so many initiations in your life that have also led you to where you are because sometimes we can look back and see that if things wouldn't have happened the way they would we wouldn't be here and then I'm thinking what is more important and that's what I've also heard a lot in in um, in uh, like spiritual terms that we there's no you know in in yoga we say like there's no uh, there's not a, a more important thing than your your sadhana your spiritual practice you know and mm. like we, we can look at life and say okay if that wouldn't have happened I would have done that and been there but when something has led us into our spiritual practice it's like th- that's the most important and may, maybe we wouldn't have been here on like you know discovering all of these things that we're doing now if we would would have wouldn't have experienced like personal things all of us like why would we turn to healing why why do we want to learn more about holistic health so it's really like life and the universe giving you initiations and everyone has their own type you know we have the our own unique path and but i'm and, and it's so funny because as you were speaking i was thinking about the dark goddess and also the aspects of her that we're coming into in the fall and um <clears throat> it feels like she's been very present and it's not it's not that one aspect i've actually never myself connected to just the the feminine that is light and and airy and l- loving i i do connect a lot with the motherly aspect but the mother is can have the two sides of life because it's like the heart and the womb it's uh, nurturing it's protective and it also guides us so I I really thought about that and then you mentioned it yourself and I'm wondering how those like did you feel at times that when when things got very like dark and and tough in your life did that become like did she become much more present in in those times and how did that happen for you absolutely and I think actually I think initially because I'd got myself so trapped in this if I think a positive thought everything will be okay 
I think initially what happened with, with her and that energy was that it, it had to meet me kicking and screaming, if I'm honest with you. And until I finally met that, I would say sometimes it would lead me to, in a way, you know, like how when we make poor decisions and we do destructive habits and patterns, I would say initially, because I was young at the time, you've got to look, this started when I was 17. I think there was a part of me that like, thought how is this even possible you know I was 19 I remember sitting in a hospital thinking all my friends are going off traveling and going to university and I literally am trying to survive and so I think at first I just thought if I could think positive or see through those rose tinted glasses I could make everything better but like you say when I did finally meet that in those tough times and I was brave enough to fully look at all of those aspects and like meet that pain I started to notice that it not only more powerfully connected me to myself but also to the kind of deeper cycles of life from the moon from the seasons from from the planets and I and I started to it really got me back to the interconnection between ourselves and all of those things as well but I think in a way, you talk about the mother energy. I think it was only until I got to my 30s that I realized we all have that job of learning to remother ourselves, no matter what our relationship with our mother is, good or bad. Having to meet that mother, that, like you say, the, the dark and the light of that and, and how we can mother ourselves more and nourish ourselves more. That was a really powerful, transformative experience. And I even felt that experience for me reconnect me even back to my womb space in a in a deeper and more powerful way that I hadn't even really I think because I was so focused on those kind of should we say upper energy centers that it was time for me to descend down and so I think when you say in those tough times when when I met met that it was giving me that initiation back back to those centers where I could actually re fully like reclaim my power and reclaim my throat as well because I feel like our throat and our womb and our lower energy centers and our sexual centers are all so connected to us in that and for me that was a really powerful thing to me as well because I think when we go through these massive experiences it often disconnects us from joy and pleasure as well which it sounds really um strange when we're talking about the kind of darker side of things but I think there is a very fine line between like fear and love the darkness and light and joy and you know the opposite side to that and I think actually when we're when we meet through those things it brings us back to see the bigger picture as well and how we can reconnect to the other side of it as well and that for me was was what that those darker things did but it took time to surrender and I'm not going to lie to you Shireen there was a lot of resistance it was I think sometimes as well and I look back and it took a long time of like me really meeting myself with a level of compassion and forgiveness because I think it was sometimes a way for me to be in control because there were so many things in my life I didn't feel I could control so sometimes when I was met with more challenging things I think I would try and control the outcome and and it had to take some humbling sometimes to be like okay it's okay to let go it's okay to get this wrong or right it's okay to not know the outcome and it's safe in your body to do that and I realized as well that when I 
that energy that you say you met, it came back to that I, I hadn't been feeling safe in my body for a long time. And I think once I finally met in those really deep and dark spaces, in a strange way, it allowed me to start to reclaim the safety within myself that no matter what is going on, I can feel safe within myself. It's mm. beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's very inspirational. And I think many people can relate in different ways. And I think all of us have been in a place where we feel like, why is this happening? And what is the purpose? And why sometimes feeling lost and feeling uh, disappointed or, and I love, <clears throat> I love surrendering the, the word surrender and, I know you talked to Nikki as well, and and I, I would love to hear like from you how what 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 that means to to surrender to something and to life and a situation. Oh wow! I think that you know the biggest beginning to where my surrender actually came was um, when I had gone to see a, a lady doctor actually who who was really she was she was should we say a regular one but should we say open-minded and I basically had gone in you know in in a massive you know like I just again I don't know what to do you know I'm trying everything and um and she said to me have you um have you thought about like letting go have you um have you thought about grieving and I think I kind of looked at her like I want a solution you know and it felt like a penny dropping ball hitting moment against me and that really was I would say one of those first intact sites to surrender that I realized I was going to have to grieve because I think there was a part of me that always thought I can get that person back who I was before which as we know that's not gonna that's not part of the, the journey as we go on but I think that was the part of me that was holding on to the past. So I realized when she said, I think you're going to have to grieve this. And she said, the truth is with grief, there is no, there's no big solution here. She said, there's no drug, there's no pill. She said, you're going to have to experience this. And, and I remember walking out of there feeling kind of a little bit annoyed, but knowing that she was kind of right at the same time and knowing that actually that was a really radical thing for a doctor to say to somebody as well. And I think that for me was the first initiation into surrender. And obviously along the way, I have met, you know, many versions of that surrender. Um, you know, when I shared about that time when, you know, 10 years on, I finally landed up with somebody saying, you know, I think we've made a big mistake. I really had to surrender and let go of all the ideas that I'd created around things. And I also had to, I think there was this part of me that I'd had so fixed on what my healing journey should look like that I had to surrender that and, and really let go of that and look at actually, how can I really reclaim my power here? So for me, surrender has been so powerful, so powerful, even on trying different healing modalities, which I know you and I have opened so many Pandora's boxes with this. I remember seeing a therapist who she said, to, she sat me down and she said, um, she said, I really like you, Hannah. And she said, I think we need to stop working together. And she said, I'll come around and see you for a cup of tea. But she said, I think you need to give yourself time to breathe here. 
So I think you need to, you know, stop filling your your life with all these modalities. I understand what you're doing, but she said, I think your body needs time to breathe as well. And that actually brought me back to the yogic philosophy. And I know you you do yoga as well. And it's been such an integral part of my life since I was a teenager that always with yoga, as we know, you need that kind of 25%, that space to breathe. If you move into anything or you move into a space, there needs to be that space to breathe. And I realized that for so long, I hadn't been breathing properly or really connecting to the deeper breath of life. So for me, yes, surrender has been huge and um, challenging at times. But also, I think that we can learn so much through through doing this in in all aspects of our lives with all the things we're doing as well. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. And I think also surrendering is so much trust and acceptance that it's like, like how can you trust even more and accept a little bit more? Because sometimes we feel like maybe we've surrendered and then something it always comes up and that's also like a inner ritual like inner alchemy something that happens something Mm -hmm. you know sometimes in life we think that the state that we're in will be forever and that's how we're gonna feel forever and it's not gonna change but it's so magical when when things start to shift and we know that and the more that happens we can also know you know like each time we can surrender a little bit easier. Although when it happens, it's we can get into that uh, space. And I think that that's also a good thing. I mean, it's, it's not bad to have, it's good to have all types of experiences in life. It's nothing is bad or good, really. It's, it, things just are. So it's also the, the perception and the attachment that we have to, this physical life and and physical uh, like manifestations and the physical body and the physical experiences uh, but they are always changing so it's not something that is really in truth our highest aspect it's just experiences and we can try to become observing of it and also going into that like we can really embrace that as a as a gift and initiation too if we constantly remind ourselves about what our path is i think also like when when we're on the spiritual path we have to know that we we are also signing up to do like deep work it's not like you said all beautiful and fun <laughs> and amazing and it's it's definitely like constantly working with yourself and all you become very conscious and aware of everything you become conscious and aware of everything around you and the world and and it it can create a sense of distance sometimes but it's also like being able to be in it and not feel a, a separation from everything because then we don't really live life but we can we can definitely like observe things without trying to change it or that I think that's very uh, 
very much as path of surrender. I love surrender. And you asked me the beautiful question. I want to ask you, remember when you asked me about grace? Yes. And I, I, I barely like knew what it means. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like I, I speak English, but I didn't, I've heard it so many times. I, I found it so beautiful when I heard it, but I didn't really know what it means until I was coming on your podcast and I looked it up in Swedish and in Swedish, it sounded extremely religious. So in our language, we never use yeah, this cool. word. I don't know how it is in English, but I think it's so beautiful. Can you ex- like just your, your, your whole concept about grace and how, what, what that means? Because that's your... Uh, also your po- one of the words in your podcast name so <laughs> well I love being asked this because actually I think that it's so powerful for me to be you know to be having this conversation on the other end um, rather than me asking so actually I'd say they're definitely here there would be some people who would associate a religious a connotation But I think actually you touched upon a point back with what you were talking about with surrender, that for me, it was moving into that space of stopping looking at what was good and bad and removing those labels. And it just is and it's happening. And, you know, rather than creating all those stories around that. And for me, that was really when I started to think that it was my starting journey to finding grace, to find peace within that space to find you know peace and to help me integrate the darkness and the light together in that I think for me it was like how can I allow myself to be led by grace because I think sometimes along the messy journeys that we often go on and like you say that you know we often the spiritual journey definitely isn't one of um, just crystals and all of that so we don't always think of grace with this kind of more not darker side of things but we don't often think of grace along with a mess but what we need to realize and what I came to realize was that if I could find grace within those challenging spaces and I could find grace which would lead to peace because I always knew that deep down beyond my body beyond my mind beyond who I was that there's that place of peace the aspect of me peace source in my heart beyond all of those things that that was actually what grace meant to me and how that it led me then to start to ponder this question. How are we all in our different ways finding grace in our lives? And, you know, the biggest and most, you know, wonderful thing about doing what I've been doing and asking that question, not one person has answered that question the same. You know, interestingly, some people have, you know, there's been similar, similar answers, but everyone relates to the word grace differently. And I think as well, like you say, with your religious things, I think a lot of the time people are scared by that word because of past maybe situations, maybe with religion or with, with, you know, maybe family, what's gone on in families that often grace has had almost a negative word. So actually reclaiming the word grace and actually realizing that it doesn't, you know, I think we often think about you have to be a graceful person, you know, like somebody, oh, whereas actually, like, what, let, let's take away these preconceived ideas. Grace can also be sexy, great, you know, and I think as well, it's breaking down those barriers around it. And that's something that felt really important to me as well, that it wasn't just this 
like shiny perfect thing that it was part of that surrendering process that when we surrender we can find grace and in that space it leads us to peace and if we can feel a level of as you said like that radical acceptance and peace within these journeys within the highs and the lows the dark and the light it will guide us no matter what, that light inside of us in the darkness can always be turned on. So for me, that's really what grace, you know, where grace has led me. And I realized looking back before I, you know, really started to do this with a podcast and all of that, when I reflected and I sat with it and when grace came up for me, I thought, wow, I never would have thought that had I not really sat with that. And you know, I can be quite a clumsy person sometimes. And so you wouldn't say, oh, she's really graceful. But actually, I realized I had to reclaim grace back as a new way and realize that grace, you know, I am grace and you are grace and that it doesn't need to be just this preconceived idea. So, yeah, that for me is what what grace is. And, you know, really with the podcast and the work that I'm doing and hopefully what I hope other people can connect to and, and reclaim that word and the, the power that's within it as well. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful and unique. And, and you're, I'm sure that so many people will connect with what your story is and everything that you're on a mission to do. And I'm also wondering what are you offering uh right now that if people want to connect with you besides the podcast and how can they find you so they can connect to me and obviously if they want to you know connect to me on a deeper level so that obviously contact me through instagram obviously on my website if they i mean i i i know that blogging isn't as big as it was but i love writing the blog posts that i write every few weeks and so there's a lot of content there if people just want you can kind of pick any topic now there's all kinds of topics there right now um but obviously through the podcast and I am fingers crossed all goes well there is more on the writing side of things more books and um I also take people on meditation journeys but more deeper longer soulful ones so if people want to connect mm-hmm. to me for that so yeah at the hannah wallace um or www.hannah-wallace.com mm-hmm. if you want to connect to me and talk to me on a deeper level about things mm-hmm. yes and i'm sharing the links also in the show notes so it's easier to find you and is there anything else you want to share that is important for you right now and for people to hear this upcoming period and season that we're in I think and it's what we were talking about at the beginning Shireen Mm. we have you know as we know right now in the world people have been through all manner of initiations with the current world situation and I think if there's anything we can gain to that is what you said about nothing is forever nothing is fixed and I think it's having the you know the the using the cycles and the seasons to remember that even if you feel quite out of control like now or even if things aren't going well in your life knowing that you can get through the other side of it that you can find a way through it and it's not about bypassing or I'm not necessarily saying it could be easy or it could not be easy but rather than using those labels knowing that there is a way 
to navigate through this, knowing that there are tools and there are things that you can connect to that can help yourself and empower yourself. But also at the same time, you know, the biggest message I think we can all have for each other is having the kindness and compassion with ourselves because I think it's a lot more easier to be kind and compassionate to the outside but so many of us we've been so we've been all brought up within society you know to push to be hard on ourselves to you know and and as women you know for women listening I think that this has so disconnected us from so many aspects of ourselves and our own rhythms and our own pace that to start wherever you're at on your journey to start to look at your own rhythms because I believe we all have our own natural rhythm like you know some people have you know as we know I know some people who are I I'm a much more like intuitive slower like listening to my body's rhythms and so I will work that within my life of what I'm doing like there are some weeks where I feel like that big productiveness and other weeks where it's more like inward or doing less And actually that for me has been really powerful. And I think if there's anything people can take from this, that knowing that you have the power to start to listen to your own rhythm and reclaim your power in that way, you can start to change your life, but also at the same time, reclaim those lost pieces of yourself that probably from childhood, those pieces have been kind of programmed into you about those linear ways that we have to be. It's almost like breaking through that linear barrier and opening yourselves up to the more non-linear experiences and realizing that it's safe for us to do that. Because I think for so many of us, we don't always feel safe to do that because, oh, you know, what will people say? Or, oh, that wasn't what so-and-so said in that book or this course or that thing. Sometimes we just need to like put it all down. And we need to like, what's going on inside of me? What's my heart saying? What's my womb saying? What's my body saying? And, you know, when we start to do that, I, you know, I I like to believe that it opens us up on a new and deeper level to our journey. We're no longer just kind of, we're no longer trying to like steer the wheel. We're, We're having that relationship with source. We can take our hands and release almost like um, the chariot in the tarot card where there is no reins on the the card is there and it's working with life and that chariot and knowing that you know we can lean in and we can lean out and we can trust and you know that you know I hope for anyone listening that feels right now with how how strange sometimes things are right now that you know if you're if that's hitting you hard that you know that you can reclaim your power back and you know reclaim your trust and your safety back and you will be okay you know if there's one thing I've learned in this there were times when you know I didn't think I was going to be okay but one thing I know as my mum said in very non-spiritual wisdom darling it will all come out in the wash (laughs) (laughs) that's so good Oh, thank you for sharing, Hannah. It was so lovely to have you here today and for you to share everything. And I really recommend everyone to check Hannah's podcast out as well. So inspirational. So I want to thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope to connect with you soon again. Oh, definitely. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you got some inspiration and healing from this conversation with Hannah. It's been amazing to talk with her and she's such an inspiration. So I highly recommend that you check her out on her website, Instagram account. And if you want to listen to the podcast episode that we did together, you can listen to it. It's called Finding Grace, the podcast. And let's take a deep inhalation in through the nose together and a long exhalation and thank you so much for being here this week